Support for the WSHU podcast Off the Path comes from Opair in America, cultural exchange childcare for more than 30 years. Opairinamerica.com. Four of America's greatest authors lived in the same small town in the mid-1800s. They moved in the same social circles, sometimes even collaborated, and they're buried just a few steps away from each other on a hill called Authors Ridge in Concord, Massachusetts. I'm Davis Donovan, and this is Off the Path from WSHU Public Radio. I find histories with a twist on the road from New York to Boston. Authors Ridge is part of a cemetery in Concord called Sleepy Hollow. No relation to Washington Irving's classic story, this other Sleepy Hollow is the final resting place of Ralph Waldo Emerson, Henry David Thoreau, Nathaniel Hawthorne, and Louisa May Alcott. And visitors to Concord often ask me, how did so many literary heavyweights end up in this little town in the middle of nowhere? This is local historian Victor Curran. And the short answer to that question is Ralph Waldo Emerson. Emerson, a poet and philosopher, had family ties to Concord. His grandparents lived here. They witnessed Concord's other claim to fame, the battle that launched the American Revolution. Emerson later memorialized it in a poem that gave the battle its famous nickname. By the rude bridge that arched the flood, their flag to April's breeze unfurled. Here once the embattled farmers stood and fired the shot heard round the world. Emerson was just emerging as a public figure when he moved to Concord in 1834, according to Robert Gross. He's the author of an upcoming book on Concord's literary history. He says Concord was a small town, although it's not as pastoral as some people think. Emerson was exposed to lots of new concepts in his new home. Emerson is forging his ideas as he's settling into Concord. We haven't really recognized how much of what he's writing about is coming straight out of his conversations with his neighbors, his observations of his new hometown. His first essay in his new home is called Nature, and it's still one of his most famous. When he's sitting writing this, he's both thinking broadly about ideas he's absorbed from his reading, but also reflecting his own walks to Walden Pond. That's right, the famous Walden Pond in Concord, immortalized by Henry David Thoreau. More on that later. Emerson owned a plot of land on the edge of the pond, and Gross says he started to notice how many people like him were escaping the city for solitude. People are separating out from their neighbors in almost every sphere of life. They're pulling apart. So that's a move toward greater individual assertion and pursuit of individual interests rather than group interests. Emerson laid out the principles of a new philosophy called transcendentalism in his essay, Nature. It's about the powers of the simple life, individuality, freedom, and the inherent goodness of humanity. The lover of nature is he whose inward and outward senses are still truly adjusted to each other, who has retained the spirit of infancy even into the era of manhood. His intercourse with heaven and earth becomes part of his daily food. In the presence of nature, a wild delight runs through the man, in spite of real sorrows. What Emerson is doing is picking up on European romanticism to say, you know, at the heart of every individual is a divine spirit, infinite in possibility, that each of us partake of. That's what makes us at one and the same time 
unique and equal. Emerson said, the moment you accept this doctrine, slavery is at an end. Because if we're all part and parcel of a universal soul, then none of us can be by nature superior to one another. Emerson became an abolitionist and one of the 19th century's most outspoken activists. He wrote essays on every important social topic of the day from his house in Concord he called the Old Manse. Emerson's eager to build a community in which there are like-minded intellectuals around him, a new kind of American literature, a fresh start. And where? A fresh start in nature. And Concord, he sees in its woods and its environment, a perfect place to create a literary community. And you can see the community Emerson built by walking through the town cemetery. We're on top of the highest hill here in Sleepy Hollow. Victor Curran, the local historian, leads me up to Emerson's grave, and it's impossible to miss. Most of the stones in this cemetery are typical Victorian style granite or marble stone. And here is this, it's about five feet high, big chunk of raw rose quartz. It towers above everything else here as Emerson himself was kind of a towering figure in 19th century Concord. But there were other famous names here. Walk a few steps down the winding path and you find the grave of Emerson's close friend, Henry David Thoreau. He was a local who worked in his family's pencil factory before he met Emerson. Waldo said to him, Henry says, do you keep a journal? And Henry took the hint and he began to keep a journal, which he kept faithfully for the rest of his life. The journal added up to thousands of pages. Part of it was written from 1845 to 1847, when Thoreau lived in a cabin on Walden Pond, on the land Emerson owned. It became the basis for Walden, one of the most beloved books in American literature. So now you have the core, the nucleus of this literary community in Concord. And right next to Thoreau's simple granite headstone is Nathaniel Hawthorne, author of The Scarlet Letter. Hawthorne joined his friends in Concord when he came with his wife in the 1840s. And moved to Concord on their wedding day, and they were looking for a place to live. And Waldo Emerson said to them, he says, my grandparents' house is empty. Another member of the group was a teacher named Bronson Alcott. He had some eccentric ideas about education for the time. He got rid of discipline and busy work and taught kids transcendentalist ideals, like free inquiry. His experiments in alternative schooling, as well as an attempt to start a utopian commune, left his family broke. Bronson's mostly forgotten today, but his daughter is not. She's Louisa May Alcott. And she used to babysit for Waldo Emerson's children. And she would make up stories to entertain them. She was writing all kinds of books and articles, whatever she could get published and bring some money into the house. Her publisher said to her, you know what the market needs is a really good book for young girls. She sat down and put herself to work. And uh, so she wrote a first draft of the book that we now know as Little Women and the Alcott family never needed to worry about money again. Alcott's grave is in a family plot with her father Bronson and her sisters, the inspiration for little women. There's a long tradition on Authors Ridge in the Sleepy Hollow Cemetery. Literary fans leave offerings on the grave sites of Emerson, Thoreau, Hawthorne, and Alcott. Pens, pencils, and notebooks.
This is Off the Path from WSHU Public Radio. I'm Davis Donovan, offering old and new stories on the road from New York to Boston.